0: Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Like well, Game, game 1, I punted because I swung into a fang, not seeing the Lebrow being up. Fang is a dirty card. Y'all, it is. And and Game 3, I just punted. I punted so hard. But uh, I will say this, John, I am so glad that you're here
1: on the oh, next well, thank episode. thank you
0: so much. Oh, no problem, man. Here on the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast, Folks, we're back. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, is, uh, uh as of last week, he has now changed his name to Nathan Lane. Oh, I don't know
2: if John heard about that, but we <laughs> can talk about it.
0: <laughs> uh, and, of course, I'm talking about Adam Lane. And with us, we have a special guest, one of the Jersey Boys himself, uh, a friend of the podcast, a friend of the gang. You know, we hung out with him a lot at Nats. You know, we got to meet each other at uh, the Boston Crystal Cup. I'm talking about John Schreiner. John, say hello to
1: everybody. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh man, the soothing sounds. Don and Ritz <laughs> are in the building. Don and Ritz are on the case,
0: working the beat.
1: <laughs> she
0: waltzed into our office. Now I know who. <laughs> she was legs right. for miles. <laughs> <laughs> legs for miles. But yeah, man. So we have we actually have a lot to talk about. Um, so I think we're just going to beat around the bush here. We're just going to dive into what we like to start every episode with. Adam, you know what that is, or should I call you Nathan? I just don't know. Him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and John, you know what that is. Oh, it's the news. the news. So, big things uh, happening in this last uh, last week. Um, I don't even know where to start. We've got so much to talk about. I guess we can kind of get the little things out of the way. Um, the Brave Exhibits Fan Fest. Exhibits, uh, Exvius, I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong every time I say it. But uh, that Fan Fest is actually happening right now. A lot of our... Uh, a lot of our buddies are there. I know Greg Cole's there. I know Okimoto's there. Uh, Jonathan Siorti is there. Max Williams is there. I know they're all having a great time repping the TCG. Um, they're, they're there. They get to get the uh, Laswell promos, which look really sharp, and Oof. the uh, Brave Exvius boxes. So what do you guys think of that?
2: Uh, I wish I had more time to take vacations. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I should be playing Brave Exvius.
2: Yeah.
0: Dude, it's it's such a great time kill. Like, I... I don't know what's going on. I'm literally just tapping the screen, and it's probably my favorite thing to play while I'm taking a duper.
1: <laughs> I play the uh, the Decidia one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I have that too. The Opera Omnio, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good uh, crap time, crap time game too.
1: Yeah, I just think it's so cool that they're crossing over with all these different Final Fantasy games.
2: Yeah, the promotion is pretty nice too. And then it makes me kind of want to play the game cuz like I don't know any of the characters really. Yeah. And it's one of the few Final Fantasies I'm like unfamiliar with. Um, yeah, it's actually
0: true the the card game has actually made me want to go and play like right now um when I'm not unlocking smash characters, I'm actually playing uh, <laughs> World of Final Fantasy on the Switch which, you know, I didn't I had no inkling of who those characters were. Probably would not have even given World of Final Fantasy the time of day until like the card game
1: yeah, and that is one of the cool things about the card game is it kind of works both ways. It's like mm-hmm. it gets me interested in the games that I don't play, and it gets people who are interested in those games into the card game.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, the fan fests are always a good, a good, uh, good cross promotional platform, as we said. Uh, but that's not the only event that was happening. Um, this past week, we had a big title tournament up at um, Gamers Heaven up in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Uh, that was actually run by uh, Mike P. Mike Pignata. I'm pr- pretty sure I'm saying his last name wrong, but yeah. <laughs> another friend, of the, another friend of the podcast. You know, he's always been super, super awesome and super friendly. Whenever we've gone up there, uh, he did a lot of this on his own. Um, there was a $500 cash prize. There was a title belt, like a wrestling strap, for the winner. And you know, he was, dre- he, I'll tell you what, he looked damn good in a suit. He cleans up well. So he was, uh, he was wearing a suit and he was kind of doing the whole Michael Buffer like ringside announcer thing. But it was an absolute blast of an event. Sorry you couldn't make it, John.
1: I know Dan was there yeah, uh, representing yeah. the Jersey Boys. Yeah, he had a great time. I wish I could have gone.
0: Yeah, and it was funny. On the, you know, we play a lot of title here in uh, RVA, and we had five of us go up there. And as on the drive up, we were like. Man, it'd be really cool if all of us make top 8. as we're driving, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the winner of this event sitting in this car right now. Oh, you and, tell. Uh, Yo, know, sure enough. <laughs> uh, when they make the top 8 cut, uh, seeds 1 through 5 is RVA and uh, Curtis. So Ooh, we, there you we go. Yeah, we dominated the top 5 seeds of the event and uh, it was actually won by um by Colin Coughlin playing Final Fantasy 5. Uh, he played against Adam in the finals, which was really, really good. I did typical Chris Adams fashion. I go undefeated in Swiss and then I lose my top eight match.
1: Oof. Yeah, it happens. It happens.
0: But you know, we had a great time. And I can't I can't shout out Mike enough for really putting that together. Um, you know, gamers heaven's always a great place for us to go for tournaments. We always have a good time up there. Uh Adam, how was your how was your experience up there for the title event?
2: Uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy playing title a lot, which we'll get mm-hmm. into more in this. Like that's like going to be the meat of the episode. But like, yeah. Um, I wanted to win, so I didn't bring Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love fi- playing the Seven deck, but I think they're just better things in the in the format right now. Agreed. Um, so I but I brought Gold Wings. Um, it's you know they're pretty hard to deal with, uh, especially mm-hmm. since I expected a ton of Final Fantasy Thirteen, mm-hmm. and. That matchup is pretty easy for Final mm-hmm. Fantasy X if you're playing like uh, with the YRP stuff where you just can't yep. be targeted. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, me and you had a really close match in Swiss. That was probably my closest match of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And you ended up squeaking it out. And then, yeah, I mean, I made top eight. Uh, I think I was the fifth seed. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to play Curtis again, who I had just lost yep. to in like the last round of Swiss, who was also on Final Fantasy V. Mm-hmm. and uh i mean i'm pretty familiar with that matchup too i think i played it even right against colin and in, in finals mm-hmm. i think he just had the, the cards to deal with my stuff i mean Absolutely. i just i just get sin as soon as i can and then they can't go wide and mm-hmm. that i if they do i just play sin on like a board of two or three forwards um yeah. but yeah the final set was uh really close um it was yeah me, like i said me versus colin uh went the distance i think if i remember right mm-hmm. and um he managed to win the belt, you know, it was like that ladder match right where I felt like I was really close I like, right. Then they just tip the ladder there at the end and yeah, and then he just climbs up and takes it from me But like exactly no, nah, but it was, it was cool And it was cool to like walk away with a hundred bucks too. like that was pretty sweet
0: Yeah, yeah pretty much. They take they paid cash out the top eight which was really really nice So it was nice having pretty much dinner and gas money to go home with it was really cool um, But I can't wait to do it again. Yeah um, uh, and back to our match, Adam, you know, I I think you know, you mentioned sin a lot. That that was actually how you lost. Like the fact that you when you blocked with pain, I was like, Oh, he's clearly got sin in his hand, that's fine.
2: Yeah, I mean I For contemplated me. not like I told you after the match, like I had it in my hand and mm-hmm. I I contemplated just taking the damage mm-hmm. um and letting my pain die to my own sin just so that you didn't know it was in my hand. Mm-hmm. But I knew as soon as I blocked with pain there was
0: I, I, like I, I literally said it. I was like, "Oh, you've got sin in your hand, so yeah. I'm going to move to discard <laughs> pass."
2: Yeah, I mean, I I knew I kind of figured like as soon as I did that, like anybody was going to know that I mean, if you played the game, obviously, and yeah. um, that's why like I contemplated taking the extra damage just to see mm-hmm. if you would commit another forward.
0: Because yeah, I, I, I I might have just to just to. You know, solidify my board presence, but uh, you know that's that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. That, that that's a really fun matchup between ten and, and we'll we'll talk more about that when we actually start talking more about title. Um, the other, uh, another event um, this is coming up next week. We have our Soldier Series event for December. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit different, a little bit special. We're instead of doing like a normal entry fee for a tournament because it is the holidays and we're always all about giving back to our communities, our event's going to be a toy drive. You, you want to enter in the tournament bring a bring a you know an unused wrap new toy and that is your entry fee and every and you know we're encouraging you to donate more for if you donate additional toys you actually get entry into a raffle for every toy that you that you donate so if you donate five things, not only do you get to enter the tournament, but you also get five raffle tickets. We're gonna have a lot of really cool and fun prizes for everybody. Just trying to just trying to do good for the community, and we're doing a, the the local Toys for Tots charity. Uh, big shout out to one of our newer lo- uh, members, Matt Diorio, who was actually kind of kind of the the I guess the mastermind behind it because we had kind of talked about it, but he's taken the reins. He's the he's got everything together with the Toys for Tots in our local area. Um, and, if, you know, we, we're, we're going to have either a box set up or if not, he's going to take everything to the drop box he has at his office and stuff like that. So we've got all the logistics squared away. And I know Battlegrounds has been real big about, you know, they want to throw some prizes into the pool for it and stuff like that. So it'll be a good time.
2: Yeah, it should be pretty fun. I'll be streaming, so mm-hmm. I won't be playing. Uh, I did get some new equipment, though. So if people want to tune in and tell me if the glare looks doesn't look like shit anymore, that would be nice. Oh yeah, I absolutely. will be tuned in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I got I'm, some new lighting stuff, so Yeah, we're
0: completing the puzzle here as the uh I have also got another one of the chords coming that we need. But um so we're you know, I, I'm still on the fence. I, I really want to play, but also, you know, I love doing the commentaries. Well it depends on whether Adam comes up as you know, uh, Adam Duncan comes up, but uh I'll most likely be playing in that. I guess I got some fun stuff I wanna try. But um, you know, the big chunk of news Let's talk about these announcements, boys, coming from across the pond. Ooh, I'm gonna let ooh, you guys speak more on this because uh, I've had a really busy week at work. I started uh, I started my new job, and I'm kind of like on lockdown while I'm in that building. So while this stuff is going on, you know, I don't really get to see it till after the fact. But uh, I'll let you guys talk about the uh, the announcements coming out of the you know the UK.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's a ton of stuff, uh, so we could kind of go through it, I guess, like kind of one by one, and without hit. I, I don't wanna like go too deep into everything, but I'll try to hit a lot of the points, I guess. Sure. Um so I mean first off, obviously like they had a stream or it wasn't a stream, it was I guess it was a stream, it was a live Facebook video. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was like Tim and I think Alex, right? Yeah, yeah and, I believe so. Yeah, and they gave, basically like kinda went through how their competitive season's gonna work over there. Um and I'm hoping that we get some of this stuff too, but we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. So I think at first they kinda showed how Things are gonna kind of funnel into qualifying for things. So they're gonna have these regionals, which are kinda like our LQs, not not mm-hmm. exactly the same. But each store can hold two. Mm-hmm. Um and then you you receive like points, or I think it was two per season, and seasons were like three months or something like that. And mm-hmm. and each one can hold two per season, you get points, and then you uh if you win one of those, then you qualify for um the Euros, right? Okay. And I you believe. get a buy, I believe. Yeah, and I think you get one buy, and you can stack up to two buys. Oh,
1: wow. Um, and they don't pass down.
2: Or no, was it nationals? It might be you qualify for nationals. I don't remember. Or no, nationals are Their open. Their nationals are different. Nationals are open. That's what it was. Yeah, so I think the winners mm-hmm. qualify for euros, and I think if you – yeah, I think you can you get buys, and then you can stack the buys up to two. Mm-hmm. And then if you win a third buy, you just kind of negate the buy. Like you're, you don't allow another person to get it. They don't pass down.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. yeah so you can literally take – okay, that's cool. Um, and then crystal cup buys yep Mm -hmm. and then
2: it's a minimum i think you have to have 16 players in order to be an official one and if you have 25 uh then two people get buys oh wow two Mm -hmm. um which is pretty cool scaling
1: which is really nice yeah
2: yeah and then obviously like they still have their nationals and then i think whoever like wins the nationals automatically qualifies qualifies for Euros as well um and i want to say it's even more than just a winner i want to say it's like top something Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they also got crystal cups, obviously from us. Mm -hmm. And I think they said they're going to have six. Uh, they didn't say like any of the names or what the elements, I'd assume they're just going to be the regular elements. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and the winner of those goes straight to worlds. So I assume we'll probably adopt that as well.
1: Yeah. It's a really cool strategy and it looks like worlds is definitely going to be bigger.
2: So that means that, uh, if you win a crystal cup, you don't even have to show up for euros. Um, Interesting. You just kinda can go straight to worlds if you want. I assume you can probably still play if you really want to. And then that kind of decreases the amount of people that qualify for worlds out of Euros. I think it's top four now. Mm-hmm. So it's the six Crystal Cup winners and then the top four from Euros, that's their EU representatives, plus Alex, right? So eleven. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and then I I believe also. I'm I'm sorry, I've kind of skipped it around. There was a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh if you so they have to, they also have the Grand Opens, which is like our petite cups kinda. Uh their right. their name's a lot cooler, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> um
2: and they showed the pricing for that, which is nuts. It's like bigger yeah. than what we got for Crystal Cups.
1: And it goes down to like uh like top thirty two or even I think even well, yeah. further than that. It was and top there's a lot 32. of product.
2: And the the pricing like tears down. So like if you're first yeah. place you got you get everything that top thirty two gets. So it's, oh, wow. yeah, it's and there's nice. like a lot of
1: packs, like a lot of product in the pricing, which is cool cuz we don't see a lot of that.
2: And I don't know if I missed all this or not, but I think this is what I saw. Um Grand Open is going to be best of 3 single deck and Euros is going to be best of 3 dual deck, obviously again. Yeah. Um so it seems like they're trying to do best of 3s over there now. Um I don't know if that's going to kind of fall down over here either.
0: Interesting. And that kind of that kind of falls in line. I know one of the things they kind of touched on briefly at Worlds was how there's going to be – there's a little more uniformity now between North America and the UK. So tinfoil hats on, boys. Do we think that we're going to maybe see some of that mirrored over here? John, what do you think?
1: Um, I definitely think that we're going to get something similar, invite structure-wise. We've kind of already had it hinted at us that the Petite Cups are going to be a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. Instead of kind of just a community relations event. Um, And the only thing I can think of that would make them a bigger deal besides just more people participating in them is if they had something like a buy or an invite for another level of event tied to first.
2: Absolutely. And that actually, there was one more thing uh, that I forgot about. So they're also doing a leaderboard system. I hope to God. I I hope we get this. Like, this is one thing I really hope we get. Um, Absolutely. So obviously I said before if you like how well you do in your regionals you get points and also how well you doing the grand opens you get points and I don't believe the nets or the euros count toward the points and then at the end of the competitive season which I think like sometime around September ish uh whoever is first in points goes to worlds
0: I feel Can like you I... just described a pyramid scheme. I'm waiting for the man to show up with my uh, with my juice smoothie.
2: Yeah, I think I think it was a Worlds. Funnel. It it was either Worlds or it was Euros, but I want to say it was Worlds. Um, so it, it... the name of this
0: episode should be uh. So where do I put my feet? <laughs> yeah.
2: So so I'm hoping we get something similar to that, and then it'll make like the petite cups could count for that, and maybe yeah, like John said, maybe you get like buys at nets, or maybe it's even a world qualifier. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and the leader is just so cool because that's something that we were directly asking for is that there's some kind of reward for the local grinders. Yeah. And uh, the, you know, the people who make second all the time and just can't finish their plate can finally scoop up those leaderboard points.
0: i tell you what, man, that no- nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing would make me happier than, than for that to be the case, man. Cause last, last season was tough. Especially when you travel around and you top you, you 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 make top cuts at Crystal Cups, you make top mm-hmm. four at a Petite Cup, you you finish second like at all these LQs, and you're like, oh, I, I get nothing. Yeah. Or you, know, you, you even top eight at the LCQ the day before, you're like, well, you know, I, I've done all I can do at this point.
1: Yeah, like you put in a lot of work, and at the end of all of it, you had like no progress towards your goal. Exactly.
0: So that that's good to reward. Um, you know. People who do grind and maybe you know maybe they have a bad day of cards here a bad day but but it's weird to think about that finishing second in an event is a bad day of cards you know it right. you shouldn't think about it that way because you know you, you you had you had to get that far it's not e- it's not easy
1: to do. With some of the pricing changing, though, I think that a lot of those finishes are going to feel a lot better. Like, no, no, you and I, I both talked that. about, I mean, the three of us all talked about the top 16 prizes for Boston. I mean, um, walking out of there with the the same playmat that they gave out at pre-releases like a month later, um, or the month before, sorry, was it, it was like a cool playmat at the time, but then LQs came out, and it was that playmat again, and everybody talks about how they have a stack of those. At home, so I'm,
0: I'm looking right at
1: it. Yeah, it's cool that we are going to be getting a lot more prizing passed down. So a lot of those top finishes will feel a little more important.
0: Dude, and I tell you what, if we get play mats half as cool as the ones that they're well, getting over in the UK, I, I I might shit your pants and Adam's pants. <laughs> Dude, it just I I, I I can't wait to see. It. But like I know we were kind of talking about this before we started recording that you know this was this was a lot of community feedback right this is stuff Mm -hmm. that we were like oh man we'd like to see him do this we'd like to see him do that and then you know you you kind of put it right on the head that there was a lot of radio silence Mm -hmm. um so maybe you know the cries didn't fall on deaf ears and they're doing stuff to just you know to just be like hey you know we listen we listen to you guys we want to make it a better experience for as many players as possible so this is where we're at right now. So I, I think we will see that progression.
1: Yeah. yeah. And of course, shout out to to RB and Tim and everybody oh, for, sure. for, for letting us, you know, just kind of complain endlessly on these Facebook groups and actually, uh, listening to, to all that feedback.
2: Yeah. I Absolutely. mean, it's, it's nice to see that they're like improving stuff. And yeah. then, um, I hopefully like, uh, each region gets a video like this. Cause I think it was pretty sweet. Just kind of mm-hmm. walk through, even though it was like just a PowerPoint slide, right? Like, You get to see, like, the details of how the season's going to work, and I think that'll be pretty sweet to see. Right.
1: That's the kind of information dump that we want. You know, just just all of the nitty-gritties, like, the little details so that we know exactly what we're walking into for the next year.
0: Exactly. If it's good enough for the boardroom, it's good enough for my living room. That's (laughs) right. No, I think that's awesome, and I can't wait to see how they, you know, how it lands, because, um... You know we haven't really gotten much information here in north america like the only event that you know again tinfoil hats on the only like big event that we know of right now is the reunion event in january down in florida there, there's a lot of rumors a lot of speculation that this is going to be the first event in like the official competitive season for north mm-hmm. america but i don't know I don't have, I don't, you know, again, it's right now we're all, we're so deep in the rumor phase right now that we don't really know.
2: Yeah, Just a buzz. It's, I mean, yeah. that event's what, four four weeks away?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's right around the corner. So. Um, You know, I, I know I'll be there. Matt Rice and I will be on the ones and twos commentating the event, calling all the shots for those who can't be there. So, you know, that'll be a great time.
1: Yeah, Jersey Boys will definitely be there.
0: Ooh, love that. Love that. We can uh, <laughs> Hopefully by then we'll have all the Smash characters unlocked so we can uh, yeah. hang out and switch
1: well, you know? it It is a chore.
0: It is, in fact. That's kind of what we've all been doing today. But, um, you know, I- any other news before we kind of get into our topic? I know the, the, the EU thing is one that we're all going to be kind of keeping our eyes on and, you I, know, it, see where it mirrors
2: North America. I think the only other thing, and we don't have to spend the time on it really, is that they showed art for Opus 8 cards.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the uh, there was a Brave Exvius event in Japan. Exvius, sorry, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it how I'm yeah. gonna say it, like pea soup and whatever. But anywho, they um they showed a lot of uh, a new Amano art, which I think is really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: and I couldn't tell you the names of any of these characters. Thank God, Colin and Ron were in the backseat to let us know who was who. Yeah,
2: there was a Lazwell, new Laswell card. Uh, yep. That was the only New one. I knew.
0: They showed some light and dark cards. They showed a lot of wind cards, a lot of lightning cards. I mean, there was stuff in each element, which I thought was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. And we know that the uh, a mono art cannot be a card that is less than a hero rarity. Yep. Right. So those are all going to be some pretty big staples, I think, from the next right. set. So
0: so there's a light rain that could either be the legendary or the heroic, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that'd be really cool. I, I kind of hope, I mean, it's a mono art, so I hope it's like at least super
2: playable. Yeah. Most of them yeah. are. Some aren't, but most are.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm we'll trying to think. What's, like, the little, little Guido? Guido? We're might looking at you, worst. Joseph.
2: <laughs> yeah, is yes. pretty bad. I mean, Joseph Laguna's going back in the binders now, right? That's looking true. at Ice Leon. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's that might Joseph. be the worst, yeah.
0: <laughs> Joseph and
1: Guido sounds like yeah. a really <laughs> terrible, like, buddy.
0: <laughs> this fall on the CW, Joseph and Guido. Those are the two...
1: Those are the two guys that we're constantly tracking down. Don and Ritz are, are on the case. Damn right. They're just like a pair of <laughs> burglars. Damn, <Joseph> and Guido. <laughs> just a pair of burglars.
0: That's right. Just, love it. Cartoon train robbers, man. That's what we have.
1: And we got Quincy as our CI. He's on the inside. Oh, God.
0: Dude.
2: Quincy. Quincy
0: comes through with the snacks and the facts. <laughs> love that. I, I get so out of hand. But speaking of Quincy, let's go ahead and dive into kind of what we were, you know, what we wanted to really talk about today. And this, you know, there was a lot of, what am I trying, a lot of conversation here recently talking about, and this is on, you know, on a lot of the various Facebook pages. Uh, good, bad, and indifferent. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everybody likes, everybody gets different things out of the game. Um, a lot of was like, you know, a lot of, the buzz was around title and its viability as a competitive format. Um so what we kind of want to do is kind of look kind of you know kind of break down and dissect both sides of that coin because in a lot of ways it really fits the bill for a competitive format and then there's ways where you're you're, you know you're essentially playing a different game than standard constructed for final fantasy what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through and unpack some of that so adam we'll start um we'll start with you tell us you know what you think as far as you know, as far as title as a format, not not we're not speaking as far as competitive or casual. We're saying just as it, just you know, we're we're getting down to brass tacks. What do you think of title just as a format as a whole?
2: I mean, at first it was really just a way for me to play my favorite game as a deck, sure, and play cards that I normally in standard wouldn't get to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more that we played it, I mean, we take it pretty seriously in RVA. Uh, we have a we have a tournament once a month. Um, I mean, I think we probably played more title than maybe anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I have a lot of fun with it. It's definitely not the same game as standard. Obviously your decks are a lot different. All, your whole deck has to be from one title except for the one CP backups. Like everything mm-hmm. else has to have the title that you're playing. And obviously there's like some titles that are banned. Um, mm-hmm. and some titles are better than others. Like all titles are not definitely not created equal. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not balanced, right? Like and I think that's a thing that a lot of people go back to. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a fighting game player, or at least I was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of reminds me of like a Marvel style thing. And a lot mm-hmm. of people hate on Marvel because they find Marvel to be like dumb and not balanced. Mm-hmm. And while Marvel's not balanced, really, like there's only you know usually a handful of good characters. Uh, that doesn't mean it devolves into just playing those one characters, and there's still some semblance of balance usually. Like, you you see multiple mm-hmm. teams. Uh, and then, you know, the gameplay is pretty dynamic, and it's kind mm-hmm. of more about being really oppressively offensive most of the time in those games, and I feel like titles kind of like that. For mm-hmm. sure. So, I mean, yeah, I, think, I, like it, I like it, but...
0: Yeah, no, I like it a lot too, and I, I agree with that. That's a, That's actually a really good comparison because... There are all, no, no titles are cre- not every title is created equal, but you could also say the same thing in regards to like standard constructed. If you're playing a you know a Wind Earth or Riange deck and someone shows up with a we'll say um Mono Lightning Knights or something wild like that, or we'll just say hey, you no, know no. Dragoons, <laughs> right? I, <laughs> I love knights nice too, or just like a Dragoons deck, while both decks are playable. One's probably going to take it more times than not. Does that mean dragoons are not playable? Not at all. Mm-hmm. They they are super playable. But you know, again, you're talking about this. Just the game itself becomes very different when you're talking when you're talking about title versus standard. Now, John, what do you think? Tell us about you know, because I know you and Dan play a lot of title. You guys actually have a pretty decent scene. At least y'all like to unpack it and play it. So, you know, what do you guys think?
1: Right, so the first time that I got to play Title was Boston when they had the the Title side event, yeah. and I remember that my first thoughts about Title were like, oh, this and that are just super broken, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to play these two things. And then when you sit down at the table and you start to see like, oh, okay, there's a lot of things that I didn't think about. You know, there there are actually a lot more viable combinations. Everybody's not just sitting here playing double Barts or tactics. It was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of made me think okay well maybe it's not as straightforward as i thought and the more you dig into it it, it there's a lot of things that seem broken but when everything is broken it kind of has its own weird level of balance yeah so...
0: like blaze like blue to put it back in the
1: frame. <laughs> oh, i love blaze blue but yeah there's sure. definitely um like on the surface it might not seem as deep but when you start playing it you realize that there are a lot of viable titles it's very different then constructed but it's still a lot of fun and it kind of like gets you thinking about certain cards in different ways or it Mm -hmm. at least for me it had me playing cards that i hadn't really tried before um and it kind of made us realize that there are more than one way to enjoy this game and Mm -hmm. so we try and sneak it in when we can we definitely don't get to play as much as you guys um but you had said to me at one point that you think you know any community could benefit from having title once a month, and I absolutely agree. I think that it gets new players into the game because they get to play their favorite game, unless it's Final Fantasy VI. (laughs) Um, It gets people to to kind of try new combos, and maybe the players who don't like to play as many of those, you know, really, really meta-constructed decks um, can kind of have a little more breathing room in title and maybe Mm -hmm. find some success because they're playing with different cards or different strategies but it definitely is a different game it's a different beast it's a lot less about responses and like having a counter strategy and it's way more about executing your own strategy like as efficiently and consistently as possible
0: yeah i think you hit the nail right on the head there and you know we'll we'll build up to how we think about as a competitive format now like you know i i stand behind what i say 100 percent. that you know if you're if you have a community Try to sneak title into your rotation of your weekly events or monthly events. You know it's a great way to grow your community because you are letting people play with characters that they resonate with. You know, card. You know, Final Fantasy thirteen, Final Fantasy seven. These are very popular games. Final Fantasy fourteen. These are very very popular mm-hmm. games that you can build decks around pretty easily. Um, you know, granted, yes, thirteen has a lot of legendaries and some higher dollar cards that you don't necessarily need. They're good to have because they'll make your deck better, and we'll get into that when we start talking about more on the competitive side. But you can put these characters into your deck that you like to play and play a game with them while other people are doing the same, be it 12, 4. You, you can do 6, You know, and we have a guy, Ron, around here who is who uh, has, has a lot of success with 6 in title. He won uh, last hey. season.
1: Yeah. really that's so i mean i love six and see there it is again like i haven't tried it so on the <laughs> surface i can sit here and say what i think but in you know in practice it might be completely different
0: right and, I, and i'm glad you said that because i think you know when we talk that's that's probably the most perfect segue you could have uh, you know damn it rich you do it again gotcha <laughs> uh, you're done i'm Rich. god I, I messed this up already
1: that's okay we're, we're undercover as each other
0: deep cover oh man that's the, <laughs> best, that's the best. i can't wait to watch that movie um <laughs> but when you start looking at you know the game you know because we play we play the format kind of competitively because it is a weekly event you know Mm -hmm. we we just came back from a a cash tournament for the format where you know so knowing the ins and outs is very important you know and where we're saying it's from from a competitive standpoint first thing we'll lead into is a lot of people say no it would not make a good competitive format but a lot of a lot of those opinions you know are kind of they're kind of based around misconceptions about the format. I know Adam, you 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 know you said you had a couple you know, misconceptions about it, kind of written down. Um, I think the first the first one, this is kind of the elephant in the room. The format is not balanced. That's the, probably the biggest misconception and probably the biggest turnoff.
2: Yeah, I for mean, a it, lot of people. Yeah, and this goes back to what I said about like the Marvel comparison, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Marvel is broken. Yes, it like hundred percent broken. But like. Mm-hmm everybody wasn't playing the same team. It it was broken because, like, everybody could do broken stuff, kind of like John said. Like, you know, people complain, and I I see people complain about certain cards and certain interactions. And by the way, interactions in title can get pretty nuts. And there's interactions (laughs) that you won't see outside of title um, Mm -hmm. that'll happen. But, like, I see people complain about, like, oh, well, Snow and 5CP Lightning are just too good, right? Like, I'm going to attack and dole two guys, and then all my 13 guys are going to attack, and now you can't block, right? And yeah, well,
1: let me introduce uh, you to going exactly
2: like yes. that's oppressive, right? But like, I can build a deck that you can't target. Like, mm-hmm. now now you got to deal with that. Like, have fun with that. Or I can play five, and I'll I'll play three dudes turn one that are all like nine Ks, and you're not gonna have time to play your snow backup. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's it and standard does that too, right? You can build these answers to things, and there are things that have trouble with other things, right? Like like Veselia is really good, but like if I play dudes that are untargetable. Then they're going to play Halicarnassus, and you get like this like loop of like, mm-hmm. teching cards in and out. And it's the same in title, kind of, except it's more like archetypes instead of just like putting in single cards, because you're forced into mm-hmm. a category. And, you know, like, like, for example, Vincent, right? Like, I play a lot of 7, and Tactics was really good, because, like, you have Delita, and Delita's hard to deal with. And then I'm just like, okay, cool, Vincent, kill that guy, kill that guy, and now I don't break. And, like, their summons were hard to... It was, you know, like, they had problems with Vincent. And that's balanced to me like it it creates like a little bit of rock paper scissors right
1: i was just gonna say that it yeah. definitely is a rock paper scissors feel
2: so i mean like to say that it's not balanced yes things are broken but there are answers to things in the form of other categories sometimes Right, and
0: and we'll, we'll talk about some specific interactions like for example one of the people are like well you know when we talk about final fantasy 5 because they probably have the most explosive starts in the entire format
1: kelger kelger
0: no, well, Kelgar, Kelgar into whatever, and then the one Kelgar can swing. Well, what happens when that board swings and you flip a seven drop Odin because you're playing tax uh tactics? Mm-hmm. Well, something's gone right there. And then you can start playing your game. Or, you know, you're playing against like for example, um going into that title tournament, I you know, obviously I, I play twelve, it's no secret. I had to learn on the fly because up until that event, I had maybe beaten the five deck one time. I had to play it back-to-back in Swiss against Ron and Colin. And I won both of those games because I figured out that Light Vaughn is just an absolute hoser against that deck. Because mm. you just say, oh, the, the, the two forwards that you have that can manipulate combat being uh, the Lightning Kelgar that can get like plus 6,000 or the the new Legendary Warrior of Light barts that can be a 10K first strike. Oh, you just play Light Vaughn and say, that, tap that guy, that guy can't block, and then you just go to town.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. even 13, like, I mean, we know is mm-hmm. good, but, like, Flandit. like, if you have Flandit in your deck against five, they have oh, yeah. to pay out a hand to attack every turn, every turn. Mm-hmm. So, like, there wow, are, yeah. yeah, there are answers to all sorts of stuff, and it, mm-hmm. it, you have to get deep into, like, playing, and you have to play more and see the interactions and see, and you can't just, like, okay, well, this card's oppressive in standard, so it's mm-hmm. got to be really oppressive in title because it works with all these title stuff and not play against anything, and then... Mm-hmm. say that it's you know stupid you have to play yeah. it first and i feel like a lot of misconceptions come and i'm not trying to like call anybody out or anything but a lot of misconceptions come from people that i don't think are playing title and maybe they yeah. played it like once or twice and they're just like this is dumb and
0: mm-hmm. which maybe, is fine if that's how you feel about title then don't play it yeah that's, but, I, i'm not saying you have playing. to
2: play it yeah
0: right but i don't i think if you're not playing it and really understanding the interactions you should you don't get an opinion on it if that makes sense that's like if I was if I was just only playing Magic and I watched you guys playing Final Fantasy and I said this game is dumb because you can do that. That's such an unfounded opinion. Right. Don't no, knock I don't, it till you try it. Exactly. And and that's how I look at some of those misconceptions with title. And it's again, not, I'm not. It's not a knock about any single person. But if you're not playing it, you don't get an opinion on it.
2: I mean, and, yeah. it, and I get oh, sorry to interrupt you. I'd say one thing. No, it's you can't okay. You. Go ahead. Um, like, if you don't like the way it plays, like it is very oppressive and you do have mm-hmm. to like. You, you basically just put your foot on people's throat, and that's how you play title, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't enjoy that, then, yeah, you just don't play it, and that's fine. But you can't, like, be like it's unbalanced because of that. Like, actually, it, funny enough, like, every because so many titles can do so many different oppressive things, it becomes kind of balanced in a weird way.
1: Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I think that there is just no... Like, there isn't one deck that's always winning, Correct. You know, it's always different. And you guys went there having played title all the time. And Mm -hmm. here you were at the top five seeds, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is not a coincidence. There Mm -hmm. is a strategy and there is like absolutely a benefit to practicing title, to playing Mm -hmm. title. Uh, Just like constructed. It's not, oh, I just showed up with five and one. And it was, you know, I didn't have to worry about anything because it's so broken. And everybody played five. You know, there were how many different decks in top eight? Like I think there five, are quite a few five, titles, four or yeah. five, I
2: think,
1: and yep. and so like that's really neat, you know. And I think that these sets, as they come out, think about just the last two sets have had pretty much these full title packages mm-hmm. in them for certain titles, and all we need are like two or three more of those. Like we know that nine is a focus in the next set because we have that box art with uh with like that gorgeous like arc. I think mm-hmm. they showed the the card art for. Mm-hmm. Yep um we know that there's going to be a lot of nine cards and they already have a ton of stuff and and now all of a sudden that's going to be an explosive new title deck and it's just as more sets come out it's going to get more and more balanced because there's just going to be so many options for Mm -hmm. all these titles i agree that maybe back in opus 4 you know when we first started talking about it it didn't feel as good but now there's definitely like there's different ways you could even build 10 Or 13, you know? They're not always these cookie-cutter builds. And you get to use a lot of, like, S abilities that, you know, you never, ever, ever get to see.
2: (laughs) Yep. And, I mean, 5, look at 5, like, last set. I mean, we play a lot of title, right? Like, people were like, Colin played 5 last set. And he had the strongest sword list with, like, Bart's Bards and stuff. But, Mm -hmm. like, that new Kelgar... And the new Gilgamesh and the new Barts. yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and the new Barts. and, and yeah. the, sometimes the new Gal. But the other three, I think, more so than the others, like mm-hmm. kind of put that deck over the top. And yep. even thirteen, to an extent, thirteen had like a lot of dulling. and like you know, five CP lightning was really good, and you just played mm-hmm. like a bunch of lightnings. But now, like because of the new backup lightning, and oh, that
1: snow into lightning is such a great. It's disgusting, line. and and, and, a
2: card, and a card like Fang, like, yeah, Fang, and, Fang and is card. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and Sarah, a title card, yeah, Sarah too
2: you know i mean obviously you don't want to fight gold wings but like when sarah comes into play it gets a dole like 15 things like <laughs> and then just lo- infinitely locked you down and free stuff like it's pretty impressive um mm-hmm. and i mean that goes to show you like there was a lot of people playing 13 and i think dan was the only one that made top eight at that yep. event mm-hmm. um
0: dan, dan actually beat me in top eight and it's because his deck was actually his deck had a lot of removal and he also he dan also plays title so he knew how to play against 12 he knew to keep fran off the board and then at that point he can target the rest of my stuff
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: so it, it's a again it goes back to actually playing the games and seeing but that that doesn't mean cuz like dan was the 8th seed he squeaked into top 8 mm-hmm. so you know he, he he clearly he ran up against some matches that were not in his favor but then yeah, he me. runs up against one of the better <laughs> one of the, yeah one of the quote unquote better decks in you know in the in the format and you know, he took it, we we went a full three game series. Yeah. So like that, that, that shows you balance right there. Um, and I think it's, it says a lot to a player that, you know, if you can kind of switch gears like that, like I, we're playing, it's, it's no different than like, if you're playing like in magic where you're playing like modern and standard or Mm -hmm. legacy standard, you have to kind of change your mindset. Um, so with that being said, what do we think about, obviously, you know, last season, Opus Six was a set when you when you unpacked it, you played games with it. It was a very limited focus set. Have you know they had One Drop Evoker reprints. Um, There was a lot of balance between like the 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 forwards, the abilities, and the summons. There was a lot there that made for a very healthy limited environment. You look at this set, and even some to Opus of Opus Six, and to an extent, there are so many title cards in this set. Where it's mm-hmm. almost like they switched focuses. Like limited, forget about it for Opus 7. Like you're just you're just ready for an exercise and frustration. But like when you start looking at title, this is a great set for title. So I'm leading with that. Do we ex- would we expect or would we be surprised to see maybe at Gen Con or some other event, maybe even the the TCG Fan Fest that they have an official competitive event for title?
1: You go ahead
2: first, John.
1: Well, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, title is something that they very much are aware of and that they're pushing. And, you know, Arby's always walking around with three title decks. Um, these guys it's love title.
0: officially for supported, by the way. Like, it's right. on, like, the website, everything, as an official format.
1: Right, like, we didn't make it. You know, it, yeah. yeah, it's one of their official formats. Um, so I would not be surprised to see that at all. That being said, I would absolutely understand if some competitive players were upset if there were something like, a, you know, like a Nats or worlds invite or like buys for high level events, you know, if it was like a competitive um, tournament for like that year's competitive season versus sure. just us competing for a prize. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I, and I can see that side of the coin too, where it's like, you know, you, you, you play, you play your constructed standard, constructed all the way up through these events. And then a chance to qualify for another standard constructed event. You have to play an event that you might not be familiar with, mm-hmm. be- maybe because it's not that you don't like title. It's just not your cup of tea. You don't get the enjoyment out of the competitive scene by playing. You don't think you better your competitive uh, your competitive edge by playing title. And I get that. There are a lot of people that are like that. So I, I agree in that extent that you know if there is a title tournament that like like. The limited crystal cup is the example I go back to. Mm -hmm. There's one like that for title that takes away spots. For I I don't need the word takeaway is harsh, right? That they some of the spots where you can earn buys are taken up by a format that you know maybe somebody else excels more at that and they aren't prepared for constructed. Like if they have a like if they have a title crystal cup, for instance. There's going to be people that that event's going to be flooded with people that specialize in title, but then they're going to get to Nats or they're going to get to the next level event that they're, you know, that, that's part of that qualification schedule, whatever they have. And they're going to get blown out of the water because it's just a different format. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can see that definitely being the case. You know, there, there could be somebody who just has a beast day with a good title at idea and they're just not a very big constructed player and then Mm -hmm. that person shows up to nats or worlds and and, you know i don't think we're ever going to see title as part of nationals or worlds Mm -hmm. you know not like a half title half constructed type thing so i can see why people might think that it is you know a less viable competitive structure Mm -hmm. um but i don't think that that means that we should stunt its growth because i think it could become one i think that if sets keep going the way they're going that it absolutely could be balanced
0: and i'm I'm glad you said it that way too because one of the things that i you know kind of my argument to that is well what if you know worlds is a multi-deck format or at least it has been so far what if maybe not next year a couple years down the road when you know when we have more more cards in the card pool that they say world the world's format now is you know it's you're going to play limited title and standard that now you're going to play five rounds of title, five rounds of constructed and top eight's going to do a draft, you know, like what, what if that becomes the format for worlds in the future? So does that mean that, you know, does that mean maybe they're, they're compromising their integrity by allowing other formats in? I don't think so. Cause I think other games already thrive by having other formats at higher competitive events. Mm-hmm. is it ready for that yet probably not i would dare say absolutely not
2: yeah i'd say prob like i'd say absolutely not just yeah, because it's not. I-, I think we need more players before we can do something like that correct uh, but correct. if we get to that point yeah i think it could be totally something that's feasible and it forces you to be good at multiple things because i mean like you said people have different strengths like i'm pretty good at constructive but i usually excel a lot more in limited formats And I mean, that's just because I've played it a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So I mean, sure, would I like to see more limited, like official Square events? Yeah, because I would love Mm -hmm.
0: to go. Um, And and coming down the home stretch, when the game, say the game, it's huge. Like we're getting on Magic level, which you know we can use their recent change to their competitive structure as a as a as an example. Say you've got these players. You know, as the player base gets big, would you not want the world champion, the guy who represents the best of the best of the best in this game? to be able to play all of these formats and be and just say know that they have a that they have a hat in all of these formats like hey I can play mm-hmm. title I'm good enough to play title I'm good enough to play limited I'm good enough to play standard cuz I had to do all of these to claim the title of world champion
1: like a triathlete that,
0: Yeah pretty much Like does that does that make does that does that argument make sense to you guys like no. again we're talk we're talking down the road here
2: I totally would love to do that cuz like mm-hmm. I like to be well versed like I like to play a lot of different all like I, I play all the formats, and like, mm-hmm. so I would love to do that. But I do think that it's definitely down the line because, right now, you need to get as many people kind of interested, and it's a lot easier just to show people one format. Although yeah. I do think title is a great way to get people into the game.
1: It mm-hmm. is a great way to get people in. I, I think it would be interesting if, and of course, you know, this is just me coming up with things that you know we're probably not going to see. But it'd be cool if we could have like starter decks that were legitimately just out of the box title like i know that they're pretty close but they have some of those um like standard units and things and like summons that maybe Mm -hmm. are outside of the title but it'd be pretty neat if for one of the sets the starter decks were just you know 50 fantasy 14 cards and people would get so into the game and they'd be able to sit down and play you know both formats basically with this deck well, it that... could be
0: no different than how Magic does the every year they put out a com, they put out a Commander series mm-hmm, of products. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they couldn't put like a two like how they did the two player starter set, put two title decks into a
1: box and ship it out. Right. And are we gonna products. sit here? Are we gonna sit here and say Commander is balanced? Is like no, of <laughs> no, course no, not. No, but yeah. it's it's this beloved way oh, to yeah. play Magic. You know. And and I don't know a lot about like high level competitive Magic. I don't think that there's Commander. Like any kind of serious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm sure they have events again for prizes. Oh, yeah. I just don't think it's part of, of the tournament, you know. Uh, the year. You're not gonna see
0: the top eight at world sit down into two pods of commander and go to town.
1: And I think that is kind of where the mentality comes from on this. They're like, okay, well, this is just a for fun format. Mm-hmm. Um, but to compare it to another card game, I don't want to talk too much about other card games, but. Um, so for Pokemon, they have Expanded and Standard. And Expanded is just like, you know, uh, has more sets. You know, mm-hmm. it's got the rotation isn't as tight. So there's a lot of these cards that were designed, you know, it, with a rotation in mind. So it's kind of like Tidal where some of the interactions feel a little silly. Mm-hmm. And they have these events split now where Expanded might be what the regional is. You know, mm-hmm. so like, let's say like a Crystal Cup will, half of them will be told, hey, you're going to be an expanded event. And Mm -hmm. one of the other sides of the coin for this is that when a city gets told they're going to be the expanded event, those Mm -hmm. tournament organizers are actually getting really upset because there's just a lower turnout for their event because players have those stigma of like, hey, well, this isn't like the main competitive thing. And so so let's say, you know, they do announce a Crystal Cup and it's going to be, you know, down in in RVA and it's going to be a title Crystal Cup. Mm -hmm. and you guys would be excited about that because you guys play a lot of title but i could also see a lot of players who are like okay well we only get eight crystal cups and now i feel like this one is just like off the list you know it's not even like a a viable crystal cup for me to attend and so i can see where people are wary about title becoming Mm -hmm. competitive because they don't want it to take up some of the the slots as it were like you were saying kind of to take those invites or those buys Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know these guys are are designing these cards with title in mind, unlike those cards that we were just talking about. So I think that I understand where people are, are getting these feelings from. Mm-hmm. And they have all this precedent and these other examples to point at and say, Hey, you know, this, this doesn't work so well for them, or this makes me uncomfortable, or it's not as competitive. But I think like we were saying in the beginning, you know, try it, try title, you know, have a, have a week of a title tournament at your local store and tell me that it's not fun and that there aren't different competitive decks.
0: Oh man. Way way to drop the (laughs) mic on that one for sure. (laughs) But no. and, and, And I think, I think we're all on the same page here when we talk about how like the, the viability is there, 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 there is a lot of depth to the format. There are, there, there's many different decks to choose from. There, you know, and as the game increase, as the amount of cards enter the card pool, there will be more titles to choose from. Like who knows? In the next two sets, Brave Exvius could be a monster title deck, or like Waff or Crystal Chronicles could get one or two more pieces, and now they're a super viable title deck. You know what I mean? Like right. the, the the for the the state of the format will always change, just like standard does when new sets are released. But I think we can all kind of agree that while while it is viable, there is depth, there is a lot of strategy that does, I think, take a different skill set, very similar to how limited takes a skill set versus constructed. The game isn't ready for it yet.
1: Right. But I think we're saying keep an open mind. You know, don't write yeah. it off.
0: Exactly, and I think that's probably the
1: best way to put it because I, I it, it,
0: and it goes back to take taking competitiveness out of the side. Yeah, you could have a scene where you have a lot of players who want to be competitive, but it's maybe like two or three of you. But you know, you'll sit there and say, "Well, you know, this sucks. Our scene isn't growing. Nobody wants to play this game. No one wants to pick it up. We might as well just quit." Have you thought about introducing title into that rotation just to a give you got give yourself a break? 'Cause also too, as a competitive player, it'll probably help you by looking at other cards in a different light and say, hey man, that's actually that card has some neat interactions. I want to try that here. And it opens up some maybe new testing avenues. But then also you start getting asses in seats at your weekly events, and who knows? There could be some unassuming fella in your local area that, you know, likes Final Fantasy, but didn't was intimidated by getting started in the card game, but sees title, plays title, learns the game, then go then is now less intimidated by that constructed event. Mm-hmm. now he's your national champion now he's your world champion in a couple years you know what i mean like we don't know and i think by stunting the growth of a format that could potentially lead somebody down like a path of excellence or just you know a successful path in this game i think i think i think a lot of that kind of hurts yeah but uh, no, I mean, that's really the only thoughts I have. So I, I think I think we're all in agreement here that we think you know it, it's a great format, and I urge we urge everybody to give it a try. But don't, I don't I don't see it being something that you're going to need. It's not going to be part of the road to worlds this season. If it oh, is, man. cool. If not, yeah, well you know.
2: Well, road to worlds maybe. At worlds, mm-hmm. definitely not. I I, I mm-hmm. can totally see. A crystal, a title crystal cup. Like I think that's I a, feasible. I wouldn't be
1: shocked. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't blow my mind if they had one.
2: I mean, they did for one sure. for sealed, and there was no other sealed events, right? Like yeah, so true. Sure. I could totally see it, and it's obviously something they're supporting, or they wouldn't print some of these cards. So, mm-hmm.
0: and and it could it could still be a good time. Like for example, you know another you know, and I get why it would stunt your numbers. Like for example, you know, Adam will tell you we we still laugh about it now. I I wasn't going to sign up for the sealed crystal cup. I was like, eh, I'm not going to do it. It's not my bag. But then Adam was like, well, you get the Furion box for entering that. And as she says that, I'm like, well, I've gone ahead and registered for the uh, sealed (laughs) person.
2: I think it's actually –
1: Good thing you did too.
2: Yeah. I think it's actually – well, actually, that debate's on who you are, John. (laughs) I was going to say, well, well, you
1: opened the the nuts. for. I I guess somebody else would have opened it. I (laughs) would have rather
2: him just taken the packs that he opened and dropped out right there. Oh, that's true. I forgot. If I
0: knew then, if I knew then what I know now, I would have 100% like. All right, Adam, I have taken the only obstacle out of your way.
1: (laughs) That's just such a that you guys had to be laughing about. Oh no, it was hilarious. Like I I, was, I wasn't even mad. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's just so crazy. That your pool of cards. I can't
0: imagine like the look on my face when I met up with you and Andy and all those guys later, and it was just like, oh yeah, by the way, you know who won the event. The people that had your pool, and I was like, holy shit, no way. Especially after writing that note, it, was, it still <laughs> blows my mind to this
2: day. Yeah, they beat it's me like in the finals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was very much like a
0: movie. Um, but, also, but that's not taking anything away from David. No. David is a hell yeah. of a sealed player.
2: Yeah, he, he mm-hmm. came ready to play. And no, uh, no. I also, like, on that note, I think it's smart if they do do a title event to do mm-hmm. it like they did a Gen Con because you have people already showing up for the standard event. Mm-hmm. So if you have a title event side by side, like, you know, one day is your title and then the other two days are your standard, you'll get people playing both. Mm-hmm. And even just to try it, though, like you didn't want to play Sealed, right? And if that had just been a Sealed Crystal Cup, you probably don't even go, right?
0: Well, well, I'd probably go just to hang out with everybody, but I would have spent more time like enjoying the con, which right. also makes it a good reason to have an event like that there because you're going to get foot traffic that might not even know the game exists.
2: Yep, and I mean just like the Brave XP thing, I think they're probably going to get a lot of that this weekend.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about that, and I think we'll probably talk a lot about that next week. We'll probably have somebody on that, you know, was there. Uh, wink, wink, mm-hmm. nudge, nudge, hint, hint. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they can kind of break down that event for us.
2: Yeah, I mean, but, I guess, like, before we go, like, I just want to talk about, like, how each title is viable, and we'll just go yeah, through, no, like, for sure. yeah, like almost all like a lightning round you. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in, in my opinion, and, I mean, you can... I don't think this is like some end all be all list, but like, uh, and then people can disagree. It's probably very accurate. But like, I think the best three are probably five, twelve, and ten. Yeah, uh, but, I, don't, I, yeah. I would
0: agree with that one hundred percent. And I think they're mm-hmm. kind
2: of, and then I think like slightly below that is thirteen, like below those three. Mm-hmm. But uh, like like we said, like one point five, like five. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like you can just kind of like vomit out forwards. They're all big. They're hard to deal with, right? Twelve hard to interact with. They get huge, and you have like access to really good summons, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh 10 and a lot of first strike. Oddly yeah.
0: enough, I was looking you you have a ton of first strike which helps when your guys are bigger.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh third uh 10 obviously you can't target their board. Uh they mm-hmm. they also have access to a board wipe now. And That's the big
1: deal I think. Just yeah. seeing how many times you played Sen in your finals match. Like it was mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was, it was such a big deal. It
2: was hardball for Sen or brother every game. <laughs> if I knew I was playing against 5. Yep. Um yeah. and then obviously 13 a lot of dulling freezing just you can't block them really because they're gonna move you out of the way kind of thing out of my way uh and then then they also have fang who just gets really absurdly big Mm -hmm. uh and then after that in my opinion is uh tactics Mm -hmm. 7 14 and 4 yep Um, 14 is
1: scary yeah Mm -hmm.
2: so obviously tactics kind of in the same vein of 12 but i feel like not quite as strong they get big uh they're hard to deal with and their summon package is pretty good Mm-hmm. yeah uh, they also have access to uh extremely like versatile backups
1: yeah the, when i joke about tactics and title i say that i just want to play the most normal game of final fantasy like tactics is like oh i'll get to have a normal amount of summons some really strong backup play and then all my forwards will just abuse the rules
2: yeah that's yep. actually a good way of putting it um yeah except yeah you get to like abuse kind of title through three or four with like rams mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then seven, obviously, I play a ton of seven. Uh, Vincent's really strong. <laughs> Vincent, yep.
1: Vincent, Vincent.
2: Um, their 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 biggest thing probably is that their backups are pretty weak, other than Aerith. hmm Um, yeah, but they do have summons now, thanks to Opus six, So. Yep. Oh yeah, Jesse also. Yeah. Obviously, the any Opus tutor. Opus really
1: helped with the summons.
2: Yeah, obviously, if you have a title tutor, like you're searching for like whatever you want, and it's really good. <laughs> um, and then fourteen, it's basically scions with like. More cards that they shouldn't be allowed to play.
1: Astinian, Amon.
2: Istola, the wind one. Yeah,
1: all the Istolas, yeah.
0: They also get, um. Yeah, they, they actually have, they, well, they don't have any summons that they make up for in, like, great ability removal. They have two Bonds and the old Kane Senna. All of that is fantastic removal that will blow you out.
2: Yeah, you'd be yeah. surprised how hard it is to actually make a 14 title deck. There's a lot of cards you want to put in that you mm-hmm. have trouble finding room for because you don't want to cut Scions. And right. there's so many Scions now um mm-hmm. and then four i think is probably the most versatile title in the entire oh, yeah. game um you could build it so many ways i think the best one is probably archfiends yep but like um you can play Se- twins twins yeah rb has
1: a really good like uh twins and Cecil like yep. three color four title deck
2: yep yeah i mean and it's still really strong the only reason mm-hmm. i say archfiend is strong is because when you take the color restriction off of archfiends oh well, right yeah it gets pretty <laughs> yeah. dumb um, but even then, like, that's, to say that they're this low, like, that's, again, they will go back to balance, right? Like, all these things sound dumb, right? Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and, I, and if you think four is weak, let, let, play against Drew and his four title deck, man, he'll blow you up.
2: I lost to Johnny, uh, with seven, uh, he was playing four on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he played, like, Fasoya turn one and then played turn two, uh, the 7k Cecil, the one that does, mm-hmm. like, or the one that does 5k whenever you take damage and like my vincent's couldn't stay on board <laughs> like yeah um and then yeah the next tier i have is eight eleven and nine mm-hmm. um
1: eleven only needs like like one or two more cards to just actually get kind of silly really fast
2: yep they have access to more board wipes than everybody does they have the best board wipe obviously and their backups um, are just crazy their backups are insane their forwards are humongous and yep. kind of vulgar Volker. Volker's nuts, yeah. Volker
1: is the best part of the deck. Every card you play...
2: (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. And then eight. Eight's kind of like Turbo, to be honest. Uh, If you play against it, it's like, they have Gesper. they have uh, 2CP Squall, they got Lagunas to search stuff out, they got the other Squall to get stuff out of your hand. Uh, They play Mm kind of like pretty fast, and uh, they'll catch you off guard. Um, Yeah, because they can
0: do, they can almost do the same thing that 5 does. They could go turn 1 Squall Laguna, and now you're mm -hmm. staring down 2 9Ks
2: and then the
1: uh all cypher eight is pretty crazy too if you've seen somebody play that where like the fujin and the raijin just give like all the different cyphers all the keywords
2: yeah and again that's another yeah another way to play the deck it's pretty sweet yeah um and then nine i think it's like not super strong right now but and i think the really thing is because their summons are pretty weak yeah Um, yeah only Atamos. like the zane the zanes are pretty insane like being able to play Thoughtseize Zedane into Opus <laughs> 6 Legendary Zedane and then play yeah. like the untargetable Zedane and then, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, but we're forgetting about the best card in uh, the nine deck, and that's my man Quincy. Oh, okay, Quin- <laughs> yeah, Quincy. You get uh, to play Quincy, getting the snacks. You
2: yeah. just have a bunch of cards in your hand. And then now, like, I feel like we're getting to like the area where, like, you're only playing this if you really like these games, kind of. Like, they're not yeah. terrible, but, like, I wouldn't recommend them. So, mm-hmm. A lot of people thought two was going to be really good. But, like, they really struggle that they don't have summons, I think. Their no summons at all. Yeah, their forwards aren't oppressive enough to warrant not having summons. It's kind of like 14. 14's, like, really oppressive, and they don't need the summons.
1: So, if you're not going to have summons, like, you need to be able to abuse S abilities. And 2 just can't. Yep. Like, 2 has all of these guys that have the same name, and none of them have S abilities.
2: Yep. That's true. where the problem is. Yeah, and then kind of right below that is 6 for me. Like, 6 has... Like, all their forwards on paper are great. Uh, But the thing is, like, they have, like, one summon, and the only (sighs) backup they have is Kefka. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They They got got a new
0: new Terra now, and they have Nannerstay, but the new Terra sucks, because you've only got one summon to use. (laughs) Yeah, you got a nice, easy ride of that (laughs) dolls.
2: Like, that's it. (laughs) I think, actually, if they do give them summons, though, like, if they get... And maybe, like, I mean, I know 7 wasn't, like, a featured title in opus six right i don't Mm -hmm. think it was Mm -hmm. so maybe there's a chance that like we get a like a suite of six summons where we get like you know don't get me started on on
1: six summons
2: yeah there's a lot that aren't in the game so
1: we have so many summons in six there i made a list i think like almost like a year ago remember i like sent adam a list (laughs) or of like summons that we could add before we add a seventh leviathan
2: yeah
0: yes (laughs) <laughs> and it was a really damn good list yeah <laughs> well and one of the other things too right you know when you really keep title in mind it, it may it does make some uh card design a little bit easier on that because you know there's no reason that because we're starting to see it in other titles every category now can have that two cp backup that taps to give a dude a thousand power
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah those things are insane in title
2: those things are insane in title and if oh, they yeah. and if they share a name with something else that you can dish it for S fodder, like Waka, Even better. It's nuts.
1: Or the lightning, the lightning backup that gives everybody a haste in title. Yep. And then one of the things that's kind of a little undersung because Dawn Warriors wound up being so good, but all of the five reprints, so they went out of their way to make sure that there were more Category 5 cards that are literally Mm -hmm. just versions of other standard cards. And all of the standard units that have the weird double element requirements, are crazy in title because you just discard the colors to play them. You don't even need, like, their their main colors. So if they make things, like, if every set comes out and they go, okay, here's a couple reprints of really strong backups that just happen to have, you know, the three Mm -hmm. standard unit title. All of a sudden, three becomes this really viable
2: title deck out of nowhere. They have three. Three is definitely at the bottom for me right now. I mean, we can, I guess, well, I'll end it on three. We don't need to really go. The (laughs) other ones are, like, Tactics Advance 1 and 2. Tactics Advance mm-hmm. 2 is okay. The problem is, like, they're only summons Mateus, and if you can kind of get through Aluas and Adels, they don't really have much more powerful stuff. That's
1: Tactics Advance 2. Yeah. Tactics yeah. Advance is just, like, trash the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's only Marsh. Like, all you have is Marsh. <laughs> Mambank.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. not great. Uh,
1: then, then Remedy, uh, Mute, and Sid.
2: Yeah, which are actually probably the Babbis. best part of the deck. Yeah. Babis. Yeah. Um And then, yeah, three three kind of struggle. Three just doesn't really have much going for them. Like, they got, like, the four Warriors of Light, and then but they, none of
1: the Warrior Light support. Yeah, and then yeah.
2: they don't, like, the other versions of themselves don't do anything really entitled for them, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Cloud of Darkness. That's really it. Yeah. <laughs> so, they have Which Raider. is fine to
0: have. But oh, been, like, you don't. they don't He's have five. much anything else. Um, But another cool thing, like, going back on, like, the 2CP backup, like, I, I would now be 100% fine if they finally print me a Bannon and that's what he is. The 2 CP backup, give a Category 6 guy plus plus a 1,000 power.
1: There you go. That's the best argument I've ever heard for a banning card.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all he needs to be. And now now you've got that character in there. Now you're making that a better title. And now you could probably throw, like if it's a, if it's a fire or an ice card, now you've got a possibly standard playable 2 drop because Locke still sees play, Sela still sees play, Setzer still sees play. I you know would know almost,
2: I, mean? I would almost like to see it as like something that shares a name with one of their S's, mm-hmm. to make ooh, it well, like. Would
0: be, be fine with that
1: too. I'd what if
2: they step if up the flavor? Another, Just make um, it a, yeah, make it a lock or something. It'd be insane ooh,
1: title. Be Dude, step up the flavor on that banner, dude. We need, uh, if he's broken, you have to have some kind of de- like debilitating effect.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: <laughs> like a yule, you need him to do something more than one K. You need him like tap, give him like two K, and then if he's broken, you like discard five cards yeah no, that's the fine. Top of your deck <laughs>
0: that's fine i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> but yeah like that th- just shows you like th- there are defined tiers there is a lot of depth to these they all the decks do something different right mm-hmm. like there there's it's not just a overall the, the concept of this game is to be as oppressive as possible but everybody takes a different route to get there and you gotta decide whether your deck wants to build whether you want to just be aggressive early, whether you want to kind of play the forward, the backup forward backup kind of game. Like, and when you start talking about stuff like that, like if you were to take, just remove the word titles from the conversation or the word title, it would almost sound like you're talking about standard constructed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think there is a lot there. We'll, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes, but I, I think I think if you don't play it now, I'm talking like now, now, you should go back and try it and guess what if you don't like it you don't have to play it mm-hmm. that's the big thing but don't but don't like say that it's not a good format or it sucks if you're not going to give it a fair shake you know what i mean i think i think that's just the problem with you just get people that have a, you know people are passionate about the things they like so if they like something they want to like it if they don't like something they want to let you know that they don't just like how I am with limited, I want you to know that I don't like limited, but <laughs> I love that people play
2: it. Oh, John, you should have been at our Opus six or Opus seven pre release. Oh boy, you would I'll have tell been. You would have been dying. Chris was like literally just scooping like turn two and just complaining the entire time about no, how he we were talking about
1: it together, dude. Oh, it was
2: terrible. It's terrible. It was just <sighs> like, hilarious.
0: I wouldn't even sleeve my cards. I, I'd have like legendaries <laughs> and like whatever. And he, Adam would go to like roll his dice. I'm like, don't care. You can pick first
1: or second, whatever. Oh, you opened openers. legendaries? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Dude, Chris, I didn't open any of those.
2: Chris <laughs> could have opened six packs, opened six legendaries, and Chris would have been like, I'm done. I don't want to. Yeah. This, this game sucks.
1: I got no legendaries and I didn't even get snow. So I just got oh, steamrolled. Yeah, that's the
0: worst. Oh, yeah. yeah it, Opus 7 Limited was not fun. And it, it just solidified like. Like, but I thought Opus 6 limited was fine and I think it's I think if they're going to do more if they're going to look at doing more limited as far as viability I, I know this is slightly I, off talk and we'll save we'll, we'll say save that for another day yeah. but they but they've already shown they have the potential
2: to make
1: limited viable sets. Yeah, it's I, so tough to balance three formats yep. when designing a set though. Yeah, it's I don't
2: true. I don't want to go off on a tangent but I kind of like that they kind of focus like they obviously focus on every other set or every like three mm-hmm. sets. I think that's fine. So Yeah. yeah.
0: I agree. So there's a lot to look forward to, man. As far as other formats go, I think standards are gonna constantly be in a good place. Uh, Opus seven meta's great. Uh, Opus seven for title has been great. Uh, Limited can just suck a big fat one. <laughs> but that's that's kind of where we're at, you know. Um, as far as parting thoughts, man, I've got none. I'm just really stoked that uh that John was with us here on the cast. I'm oh I'm man, thank this. you I'm for having a long me. Time coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna do a shameless self plug please do that's okay yeah of course guys if you haven't checked this out um i do write some articles for people who are uh, trying to become more competitive maybe you haven't played a competitive trading card game before you're really into final fantasy and you want to know a little bit more about those mechanics and stuff um Mm -hmm. over at www.exp.plus we've got some new articles coming out for you guys this weekend so give us a check
0: they're all great articles by the way oh thank you great reads john 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 does the king's work here for the community that's Mm -hmm. for sure (laughs) But, yeah, well, if that's all we've got, boys, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get back on that Smash Brothers grind. I Yeah, I, think we'll yeah, I actually have
1: to run the locals. i I got to go there waiting for me. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Well, we don't want to hold you up. Let us know how you do.
1: Oh, absolutely! I'm taking. Uh, we're taking Water Earth today. Had a lot of fun. With that. Dude, that's what
0: I've been jamming. I've been You're playing Water that. Earth Ramza. Man, it's a lot of fun.
1: I-, I wanted to call it Two Princes, but then it was <laughs> it was awful to not just add in like one wrestler since I'm playing the Puge to search Noctis. Oh man! Um, so I'm going with the deck formerly known as Prince.
2: Just call it spin doctoring, and they won't know.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Nice. Just the lyrics. Just copy paste the full lyrics to <laughs> Two Princes. That'll get me on the top of FF decks. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a, a real pleasure.
2: Yeah, man. All right, play us off, Chris. Is he
1: gone? Where do my feet go? <laughs> what do I do with my feet? Hey, everybody. Thanks
0: for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.